Welcome back to the Meals in Paris podcast and Happy New Year! Happy Yay! Happy <laughs> 2022! We're finally here. It feels a lot like the beginning of 2021. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you guys have New Year's resolutions? No. Um, <laughs> I just have things. I don't know. I don't like waiting until the new year to start something. It feels like you build it up too much and your expectations are too high for yourself. So I kind of just like, you know, I'll just like, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to read two books this oh, month okay. instead of one book this month. Like, I'll just like, I won't make them official resolutions. I don't want to okay. pressure myself. I'll just like add Find it to my to-do to list. <laughs> yeah. I started up smoking during the break so I could quit. Oh my God. Oh, so have you completed your resolution yet? <laughs> No, I still smoking. No. <laughs> so how about you, Kristen? You got one? No, no. 2022. I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll give you like the first quarter. And if it's going okay, then maybe I'll make a resolution. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I am Zen. This is not a podcast about New Year's resolutions, but it is a podcast about all things travel, whether it's food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic destination. And with me in the virtual cyberspace studio is Kristen. Hello, I'm the person with no New Year's resolution, <laughs> although I guess none of us do. And with me is our other co-host, Emily. Hello. Hey. Yay. We're all here. <laughs> So we are plenty excited today because Emily has recently come back from Fairbanks, Alaska Ooh. on a search. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> now, this is the funny part. On the search of the Aurora Borealis. So if you've heard our previous podcasts, you know that she's actually attempted this before, traveling all the way to Iceland just to get a glance right. of it. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, total fail. Indeed. Um, but you did get to see the PP Museum, as I recall. Oh, in Iceland? Of- I mean, yes. I, I <laughs> looked through the window. <laughs> and if you don't know what that means, you're going to have to go find that podcast, yeah. listen to it, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. So, um, so the question is, did she succeed this time? We'll find out. But did you know, if you want to succeed in your career, our sponsor has a few courses that might help you on your journey. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. Okay, so we're not going to tell you yet if Emily succeeded on her quest to see the Northern Lights yet. Um, first, we're going to tell you a little bit about Fairbanks, Alaska to set the scene. Fairbanks is the second largest city in Alaska after Anchorage with a population of about 95,000. I'm actually shocked it's that I'm much. shocked. <laughs> I am it's actually shocked. My jaw dropped when you read the number. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, okay. I would be surprised if like Anchorage even had 95,000. Yeah. Fairbanks, okay. All right. 
Um, Fairbanks is the hub for Alaska's interior and Arctic and is known for its historic sites, um, Alaska native culture, and access to the Alaskan wilderness, and of course, spectacular viewings of the Aurora Borealis. It is also famous for its long summer days, where on certain days in June, it has over 21 hours of daylight. Um, of course, the opposite occurs during the winter when in December there are days where the sun only comes out for under three hours. Mm. It kind of makes me think of that Ray Bradbury, the all summer in a day. Did you guys read that? No. 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 Ugh. You know, Ray Bradbury does um, science fiction and sure. essentially um, in this short story, they live on Venus and Venus, it rains um, seven years at a time. And so... Every seven years, they would have like one hour of non-rain daylight kind of oh thing. God. And Oh, um, my God. Yeah, it's a really sad story. And they bully this girl and they lock her in the closet. And she misses that one hour of daylight <gasps> and then doesn't get to see it again for the other seven years. I know now that I say it, I want to cry. <laughs> it's so sad. But um, if I lived in Fairbanks, I would probably feel similarly if you get that three hours of daylight. Even though it's daily, <laughs> like it still would feel... Ugh, anyways, enough dystopia. Um, while Alaska native culture has lived in the area for thousands of years, its establishment as a city um, started in 1901. Captain E.T. Barnett set up a temporary trading post on the banks of the Chenna River. This temporary post became permanent when Felix Pedro discovered gold in the area. And where there's gold, miners will rush from all around the world. In 1903, Fairbanks was officially established as a city. Wow, that only took two years from the wow. temporary trading post to be established city. as a city. Because that was five tenths. Instead I'm sorry? Of just, it was five tenths instead of two. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a city. All right, we can be a city now. <laughs> that was well before the 1949 gold rush in California. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Wow. Very interesting. Um, so Emily with the, I think the only one of us three who has been to Fairbanks set the scene for us today. Tell us what it's like. Okay. So to, if you just start with the airport, is it just a rink ink little landing post? Okay. Interestingly, I believe actually, let me look it up while we're fact checking my, I need to fact check myself. <laughs> I was, I'm thinking, let's see, Fairbanks, Alaska airport. It's not, it's, it's like the size of maybe Long Beach Airport or oh. okay, okay. Long <clears throat> Beach Wayne Airport. Yeah, it's like a small, but it's definitely not a rinky-dink airport. Um, okay. But it's small. Um, it is, I want to say it's an international airport. Why am I? It has to be because it's right next to Canada. Right. <laughs> I think, is that the only, yeah, it's an international airport. And I'm wondering, is there only international flight from Canada? Hey, Anyways, it is. Okay. So... The airport, as I've said, is it's small, but it's decent sized. Um, and then it is geographically located in a valley. So mm. which makes things like the weather so much more intense, because when you're looking at the weather app, um, originally I've, I've been to Anchorage before and Anchorage is on the coast. And mm -hmm. so Anchorage right. weather during the winter is normal. I would say normal winter weather. It's like 30s, you know, what you would expect snow to be like zero to 30. But if you look up Fairbanks, it's like below zero. It's freezing. It's 
freezing. And, and that's before wind. I was looking it up. Yeah. And it was, yeah. That's even before like wind chill and stuff. Exactly. It's like negatives. It's pretty insane. Um, so I'll give, I'll do like a short background context of why we chose Fairbanks. Um, so as we mentioned earlier, I tried to go to Iceland a couple years back with my mom to see the Aurora Borealis and we failed because the sky needs to be dark enough, which is why winter time is usually best. Uh, it needs to be dark enough and clear enough. And it just happened that the four days we were in Iceland, uh, the sky was just super cloudy and just not, you couldn't see anything. So Fairbanks is essentially like the same latitude of Iceland, which is why it's near the Arctic Circle, um, which is where all the the happenings happen for the Northern Lights. Um, and between Fairbanks and Anchorage, you can see, supposedly, you can see the Northern Lights from either city. Um, but I chose Fairbanks because I was thinking it's a, it's more inland. It's like smaller, might not be as like polluted by city lights, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'd have a higher chance. So that's why I chose Fairbanks. And then we actually went... Um, sorry, we is my mom and I, um, we went the first week of December, which is cold, but not as cold as like the dead of winter, I would say, like not as cold as the beginning of January, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but they definitely had a, like a cold front come through, which did affect a couple of the tours and activities we had planned. Um, but the reason we chose the first week of December is just timing wise. My mom had already taken the week off. Uh, that was her birthday week. So she had already taken the time off and that was, we were kind of just limited to that week for vacation. Um, when we got there. Okay. So the warmest was, it was while we were there was probably like maybe 10 degrees. (laughs) It was insane. Like I could not wrap my head around, like below zero degrees and I was I kept checking the weather app just to see like how cold is it going to be and I think it actually went down to like minus 30 or 33 or something like that I I can't comprehend Um, you really just have to be there and then you're like yes this is cold (laughs) (laughs) and it's like so cold to the fact that we you can't like be outside for that long um like five minutes and then you're like frozen basically. So anywhere, if we were walking from place to place, it would have to be like within like a five or seven minute walk. And we'd like sprint (laughs) because it was so cold. Um, So that's the setting. Were people walking around (laughs) or were there buses or? There were people, there were people there. Okay. One thing, (laughs) Uh, not so much walking around. The thing is, in Fairbanks, um, it's it's definitely more of a driving city. Yeah, um, you can walk around places, but not in the winter because it's like in the summer you're like, oh yeah, let me just go walk downtown. It's only like a 15, 20 minute walk, like New York. You know, like you're mm-hmm. totally fine walking, but that long of a walk and like you would die. <laughs> you would yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's so cold. Um, so the most we would walk is just across um, the street from our hotel to the. Um, like the supermarket to like pick up food or something like that. Um, you can rent a car, but the thing about renting cars in the winter is that 
you actually need a plug in your car to like keep it from oh, not yeah. freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I figured yeah. Zen would be familiar with that at least. Uh, it's the first time I've seen it. It looks like you're charging your car, like an electric yeah. car, but it's actually plugged into like the hood. It keeps the uh, um the oil and everything from freezing. Mm-hmm. So it, is it like running overnight or what's happening? Oh, no, no. What what they actually do is when you plug it in, there's actually like, you know, like, in like an electric stove, how they got that coil on top. So they have something that I think it goes over the engine block and it just keeps the engine block from completely freezing. Okay. So like, and essentially like the oil is essentially in those temperatures are like jello, you know, so it doesn't work. So the thing is you keep it just warm enough so it's no longer jello and maybe even like the gasoline from freezing or and like. You know, everything. Yeah. I'm just assuming <clears throat> yeah. everything that you need the car to function with, you just yeah. need to not have it freeze. Wow. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. coolant. Well, we call it coolant, but you know, there is antifreeze. You know, yeah. your antifreeze from freezing and such. So, yeah. So definitely, when you're in, there in the summer, highly recommend renting a car and just like driving because the. I have been told, I have not seen it, but I've been told that summer in Alaska is beautiful because of the animals are awake and they're not hibernating and then you have like more sunlight. Um, So when we got there, we didn't rent a car. We actually Uber slash lifted everywhere, which was an interesting experience because they exist. Like there wasn't any time where I was like, oh no, we don't have an Uber. Like we're going to have to call a taxi. Um, yeah. So they exist. It's just very interesting because you have to either um, like schedule your pickup time like ahead of time, or you just have to be willing to wait like 15 minutes for someone to like pick up your call, um, your ride request. Right. And then there's a couple times where I'd actually have both apps open and just whoever picked it up first, you know, that's the one I would go with. And it seemed like the drivers were so scarce that I was like, we're definitely going to have the same driver at least twice. But <laughs> right. it, it never happened. Like everyone who picked us up was a new person. I was going <laughs> to say, very- <laughs> it's the same driver all the time. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but like there was sufficient enough people driving that we had a different person every single time, even though it took like 15 minutes for them to actually, you know, pick up the request but i mean it worked and then there's also a bus system um that's like pretty easy you know to follow and Mm -hmm. it's free right now and it has been since covid which is interesting so yeah that was really nice we spent like a whole day just riding around on the buses nice yes the scene has been set (laughs) Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very long description. <laughs> so remind me, how long were you there for? It was about four full days. Okay. And then plus like ha- like the morning of the last day and like the evening of the first day. So like, And where did and you stay? We stayed at a Best Western Plus. Okay. Um, a hotel? Yeah, a Which hotel. Is- There's like so many hotels like to choose from you're 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 gonna be set it's a very tourist heavy city because everyone's there either for the northern lights during the winter or just like their activities okay it's very tourist friendly nice very cool so the question is i guess we should probably answer is did you see the aurora borealis yeah (laughs) we should have seen it 
Yeah. Sorry to keep the listeners waiting. They were probably like holding their breath. <laughs> like, when is she going to talk about it? Uh, yes, I did see it. We actually saw it um, not the first night we were there, uh, but the second night. Okay. Actually, did you go searching each night or? So, this is how I didn't book any, it wasn't like a full tour or anything. I booked like individual tours for each activity. And okay. so, each night I had lined up um, a, a different like Northern Lights tour with a different company each night, just to, you know, increase your our chances. Bits. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> increase our chances of, you yeah. know, seeing because they're like different types of tours. Um, so our first night we got there, they had canceled the tour because the conditions weren't right. And they gave us a refund, which was really nice. That's nice. Um, and then the second night or the second day, I guess, we actually spent the full day at China Hill, China, China Hot Springs. That's what it's called. Ooh. So, oh. she, yeah. So that is like, it sounds, it's a hot spring. Um, that is a resort and they offer different activities. And one of the activities, in addition to obviously using the hot springs, is um, the Northern Lights tour. So we took that tour and it's like 10 p.m you, they load us all up into like these like military grade like vehicles i wouldn't call them humvees but they're like gigantic like machinery vehicles to to drive up the top of this like lookout mountain sort of thing and on snow obviously so it was like super interesting i feel like i could have i don't know it was just like very sturdy but also very loud um and they took us up to a yurt on top of this mountain and, and it's just you and your mom no no okay that's a oh. good question it was my mom and i that was our group but it was like a group of maybe 20 or 30 people oh. it was a lot wow. um and they put us all in this big yurt mm-hmm. um and was it warm that's the thing. Was it warm? I mean, it was warmer than just being outside. <laughs> um, I can't remember if they had a real fire going on. How did people survive there before, like, technology? And- right? And stuff. Um, but, but gold. They, but gold, you know. They got to risk everything for gold. But they did have, in the yurt, they had, like, this stove going that they were cooking, like, oatmeal and hot chocolate Aww. and, like, ramen just to, like, keep us going you know yeah um, and so i think there's probably like maybe five or so like leaders or like the people who you know manage the whole thing and every 10 or 15 minutes one of them will go outside and check the skies just to see mm-hmm. you know if there was anything happening and i probably like half an hour 45 minutes into just like sitting in the yurt uh one of the guys came back and goes the lights are on oh <laughs> so it was really cute and then we ran out beautiful lights i mean it's exactly what you see in pictures um mm-hmm. we only saw the green northern lights which are the most common color that you see um but it was like every i'd say like almost every two or three minutes it would kind of change shape um so you could there was one for a couple minutes it was like a complete like almost a rainbow arch and then it kind of like swooped into like an s and um it was just really beautiful and, and you can hear them too we couldn't he- i've heard that that you could hear them but i couldn't hear them i think it depends on the type of lights that they okay. are um scientifically speaking i'm not really like <laughs> clear on the specifics but supposedly like when the so 
the northern lights are generated by sun flares and then those flares off of the sun hit the earth's atmosphere and then they distribute to the north and south pole and i I have a wick i have the wiki up Perfect. Auroras are the result of a disturbances in the magnetosphere caused by solar wind. These disturbances alter the trajectories of charged particles in magnetic spheric plasma, and the particles, mainly electrons and protons, precipitate um, in the upper atmosphere, and the re- resulting ionization and excitation in atmospheric constituents emit light. So what I've just told what? you is we know exactly just as much as before. Cool. Yes. <laughs> we don't know what, what it is. <laughs> so what I've heard, so a couple or there was one Uber driver that I had um, who is like a, a, she's a photographer of the Northern Lights. And she was also like, um, like a national park ranger in the past too. So she was like super knowledgeable. Uber about this. driver. Yes. And- <laughs> she wears all of the hats in Fairbanks. Yeah, yeah. She does everything. <laughs> She's a mayor uh, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she was saying that it has something to do at least with the colors and the way that they move. I don't know about the sound, but I'm assuming it goes with that grouping um, for the colors and the way that it moves has to do with like the type of reaction. So if it's like oxygen, then it's like a different thing versus like, nitrogen is like a different thing if that makes sense um yeah probably a different color different color yeah it would be different colors and then um i always hear about people saying like the northern lights like dancing Mm -hmm. and i thought when i saw them like how i described it like it was like a rainbow arch and then it had like kind of swooped into an s i thought in my mind that's dancing because they're moving you know um but they actually dance like there's certain times when uh, they're just super super active and they will actually like shimmer in the on in the sky and like and dance like it's crazy like if you see in movies anytime i don't know they're in the northern hemisphere like in the snow in the winter or something like that and you see like those crazy lights in the sky that's like moving super fast like that's actually real and i want to go back and see them. <laughs> like, um Okay, so I have a question. Was that tour, like, did you need to do that? Could you not just walk outside in Fairbanks of your hotel and see it? I think that it you could, depending on how strong the lights are. Okay. So there is a website, I think it's, like, run by the University of Alaska or something like that, that'll actually predict how strong the lights are each night or for, okay. like, the next one or two nights. And if it's strong enough, you're supposedly you can see them just by walking out of your hotel. But the reason these tours take you like up a mountain or like these different lookout points is just to get away from the light pollution. Okay. And also I guess like a higher vantage point. So this is going to sound dumb, but like you're closer to the sky, (laughs) Um, but that's what I think. But supposedly if they're strong enough, yeah, I've heard that you could just literally walk out on the street and even with like, the traffic lights and everything, you should be able to see them. Did you not experience that any other time while you were there? So the first night was def or I say the first night, the, the China hot springs was definitely like the best one because it was super, the most secluded place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the following night I did a different tour that it's called like, also I found all these, except for the China hot springs day, all the other tours that I found were just through TripAdvisor. 
Um, there's a ton. Like Fairbanks, like I said, is geared towards tourists. So you can find everything on TripAdvisor. So the following day, I did a tour called like Northern Lights, the Chasing Northern Lights Photography Tour or something like that. And I was like, I'm not a photographer. I'm just bringing my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was actually run by, I don't know if they're a couple or friends or something, but these two like Hong Kong or like Asian people, very interesting. Like there's actually a lot of Asian people in Fairbanks or at least a lot of Asian food in Fairbanks. Um, But one, the woman, she's like known as like a Northern Lights chaser. I don't know what she uses, but she's like able to kind of, I guess, sense or know which direction to go to find the lights. (laughs) I don't know how it works. But then the man, um, her partner, he's the photographer. So he actually... You, it was like probably 50 bucks a person and you get like this professional photographer taking pictures of you and the Northern Lights and then they send you all the files through Dropbox cool. for free. Like wow. you don't have to pay extra for the photos, which is awesome. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah, so we did. So those were the two nights that we saw them and then the rest of the nights I had things scheduled, um, but they either got canceled or I canceled on them because we already had, you know, two nights. Yeah. Okay. So what did you do with your re- the rest of your time in Fairbanks? It's a great question. <laughs> there really is. I, I asked everyone that we, all our Uber and Lyft drivers, I was like, what do you recommend doing in Fairbanks? And they each like by the end of the day or not the end of the day, by the end of the trip, our the last Uber driver was like, I think you covered everything you can do out here in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that'd be so hard because you want to go long enough that you'll have a chance to see them in case right. one or two nights, there's no visibility, but then you don't want to be there so long that you're just in your hotel room exactly. all day doing nothing. <laughs> Exactly. You know, it's really funny because I had a friend who who had never been to Italy, and he was like, he was telling me, he's like, oh, you know what? I was thinking about um going and staying in Venice for two weeks, and I'm like, do you know how big Venice is? <laughs> you know, it's like it's beautiful, and the you know, if you want to wander and drink cups of coffee all the time, and that's great. But I don't think there's two weeks of things to do there, either, right? You know, so <laughs> I know, and especially I feel like the three of us are people who kind of like. We're not leisurely travelers in the sense that we don't just like sit, sit and around. Like we got yeah, no one's gonna pay me to live there. Yeah, exactly. Keep it moving. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So what did we do? That I told you one of the days. So we, I had booked um, what is called the Arctic Circle tour, Mm -hmm. which is way they take you to the Arctic Circle, and I don't really. It got canceled, so I don't really know what it entails. But if I do go back to Fairbanks in the spring or summer during a warmer time, I, I want to take it. Um, the reason it was canceled is because it was so cold that it was dangerous. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. They were like um, one, it's like an all day, like all day, all night type of tour. So human life danger in that sense, like you, you might just like freeze or also too dangerous because it's super dark it's during the winter so you can't see like the drivers right. won't be able to see much and the engines could freeze and we'd be stuck in the middle of nowhere wow so that tour is definitely something you want to do when it's warmer 
and safer and more interesting. <laughs> um, but that day was a day that my mom and I just took the bus all over town. There's this little town south, about half an hour south of Fairbanks called North Pole. And oh, my friend's from there. Oh my God, really? <laughs> from North Pole, Alaska, yeah. It's so cute. Um, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. They had this huge um, building that they call, I think like Santa's workshop or Santa's house or something like that. Um, but it's really just like a gigantic souvenir shop. Um, and then right next door, they have this, what they call their reindeer academy. So you can look at the reindeer. It's very cute. Um, so that was one day. Another, th- they have a couple museums there. There's one um, at, it's like the information. It's like they always, or when I did research, everyone recommended like the first stop you make is to the information and cultural center. Um, and it gives you the whole, it's a walkthrough museum with the whole background of Fairbanks. Um, it's really cool and it's free. So that was great. Nice. Um, and then there's the University of Alaska Fairbanks, which is about, probably like 10 minutes outside of downtown. Uh, They have a really beautiful art and history museum. Um, So we spent like a couple hours there. Super, super nice. Um, I don't know if it's weird to say, but like it's a really nice museum for such a small city or small town. Um, And then there was, there is an antique auto museum. We didn't go there though, because they were all frozen. We just didn't have time to go there. But there is that. That's like a point of interest, too. Um, and then outside of the Northern Lights, there's dog sledding, Ooh. which I did. Wow. Um, dog sledding is so cute. Like, they're so cute. Um, they definitely be prepared for wind chill because I didn't, like, I'm pretty sure I got my cold from just like oh. half an hour of dog sledding. <laughs> um, but that was really, really sweet. But they like the the company that we, the tour company, I guess, that I booked with, they f- outfit you all out with like the warmest stuff. Um, oh, they, nice. I just used, they didn't have like beanies that they provided, which I guess is understandable. So I used my own, which is knit. And so it has like the holes. So it wasn't great um, for that. But dog sledding is really fun. They have snowmobiling. Um, and there's like reindeer walks that you can do. Are there um, any like zoos? Are there any zoos? Because I would just love to go to a zoo where they have like the Arctic foxes and the Arctic hares. And Me too. Is there a zoo? I have no idea actually. Maybe okay. it's like closed in the winter. Maybe it's just walk cold outside. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did see while driving, I did see a fox though. That was oh, cool. Cute. Love it. Um, one thing I did want to do, but we just didn't have time for, um, there's this train that goes f- like between Anchorage and Fairbanks and it goes through Denali National mm-hmm. Park. Ooh. It's supposed to be super, super pretty any time of the year. Um, but during the winter season, it's like they have like an off schedule. So they only operated certain days and certain times. And yeah, we just didn't have the time for that. But that's something that's really cool too. How much daylight did you have while you were there? Ooh, like I would say more than Iceland. So when we, I was in Iceland, it didn't really feel like the sun. Ever, like I never saw the sun. It yeah. just kind of got brighter and then it just got <laughs> dark. 
Oh, no. Um, and it was always kind of like bluish gray in Iceland. But in Alaska, it was it was like I could see the sun. It, the sun would rise around like 9 or 10 mm-hmm. and then set around 3 or 4. Okay. So it was like a decent amount of time that mm-hmm. we could get in activities during the day or something like that. Yeah. Like six or seven hours. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. yeah. That's good. Cool. So when is the best time to go for Northern Lights? Ooh, okay. Yes. So the Northern Lights, the best season, and I don't know if this is for everywhere, but at least for Fairbanks, it's the end of August to like mid-April is when you can see the Northern Lights just in general. That's a pretty big window. Yeah, it is. And again, it just depends on like, I guess the year, like how clear the skies are and how dark they are. Um, But I did hear from people, Uber and Lyft drivers again, (laughs) Um, (laughs) they recommended March, like end of February. And then like the entire month of March is probably the best time to go um, to Fairbanks in general, because it's warm enough that you're not freezing Mm-hmm. And then you're also um, going to get some a more daylight, and then which means more time to do other activities um, with your day rather than just like waiting for the northern lights. Either April, March, or even September, um, because that's kind of like their tail end of the summer season. So then you're going to be able to do like summer activities too. Also, not so cold. Basically, don't go when I went. <laughs> if you have a choice. <laughs> I've gone during the springtime uh, mm-hmm. to Alaska, not not there, but in, it's reasonable in springtime. So that's good. Yeah. So cool. And what would you say? What's the magic number of days to go for? Oh man! Assuming you want to make sure you see the lights and maybe you know get a feel for the city. I'd say to. I was going to say, depending on where you're coming from, but I feel like if you're coming from anywhere in the United States, it's going to take, it's like the flight, like you have to take travel time into consideration. So if you're talking like from the time or the day that you like fly out of this, your city, and then from the time that you return to your home city, probably I would say seven days. Wow. Really? Yeah. Because we actually... I had, we did like an, uh, almost a red eye, but it wasn't, it was like, we took the last flight out of John Wayne and then we landed in Portland, Oregon, but we landed there at like midnight. So we had to sleep there overnight Mm -hmm. and then take like the first flight out. So we, that whole, like, I don't know how many hours that is. Yeah. Basically it was like a whole day of just like getting there. Yeah. Um, and then like a whole day of getting back. So then you're really only left with five days. And even then, I feel like because it was like because we our tours got canceled and like we kind of canceled our some of our own tours like that kind of gave us breathing time. But had we done every single thing I had scheduled in, that would have just been a lot. I would have been very tired. <laughs> so yeah. breathing room, I feel like seven days of including travel time just so you could like you know wow. chill a minute. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot longer than I was expecting. Yeah. yeah, I was I was going to say you were going to tell us, oh, maybe three or four, yeah. but <laughs> but I guess, you know, the travel time. How long did it take you to get from John Wayne again to there? So, was like about day? I think our was flight it? out of John Wayne was like 9 p.m.-ish, uh-huh. and then we arrived into Fairbanks at like 2 or 3 p.m. the next day. 
Did you but do with an overnight? With with an overnight. So our flight there was it was like from John Wayne, and then we flew to Portland, stayed there overnight. Um, departed, yeah, stayed in Portland overnight. And then we had a layover in Anchorage. And then Anchorage, our flight was delayed due to weather. And so we should have arrived in Fairbanks at like noon, but it was like delayed two hours. So then we arrived at 2 p.m. So it actually, yeah, we stopped in Portland for overnight and then Anchorage for a couple hours and then Fairbanks. Okay. So where did you do most of your research when you're researching this? Google. Okay. Okay. I was just wondering, did you, was there anything in particular? I would say like 85% was just Googling like what to do in Fairbanks in the winter. And in addition to, obviously I did like Northern Lights tours in Fairbanks and then like got that situated. And then I was like, well, what do I do with the rest of my time? Um, And then I just Googled and then I found TripAdvisor and basically I just lived on TripAdvisor for a couple of (laughs) days. Just trying to figure out, um, especially it was hard since we didn't have our own transportation. A lot of the, yeah. like the non Northern Lights things, you had to, they didn't provide transportation for you. So, oh, how rude. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, but you're only like 20 minutes away from my hotel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was a little bit of a, a bummer, but I mean, we made it work. I trying to think if there's anything else the food oh like i said there's um there's a lot of asian food there i think we really only ate like at the thai restaurant one night and then that gave us like leftovers for the next two meals because the portions were so big did Uh, you try reindeer sausage i did not have you i had that when i was in alaska oh that was not a thing that was on my radar okay well we went to it was like a traditional I don't know what it was called, but it was like a cool, like almost like a mom and pop diner restaurant. And it had like the totem poles outside and stuff. And it was like a lot of like home cooking soul food. So they had reindeer sausage on the menu. We got an order just to try it. And wait, and how was it? (laughs) It's good. It, it has a spice to it. Like it's like sausage, but a weird spicy kick. (laughs) So it was the spices, not gamey. I was just wondering. Oh, yeah. No, it didn't taste too gamey. No. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, oh, what I did want to say is there are, if we had more time, I don't know if it was, if, if that's like the thing, if we had more time or if we wanted to make like a dedicated trip just for Northern Lights, like you weren't going to do, like you weren't going to visit downtown. You're not going to like see reindeer or anything like that. You literally were just there. <laughs> for the Northern Lights, then there are, there's this one um, company, I guess, called Borealis Base Camp. And it, you book it and you get like your clear, it's one of those like clear igloo, like you just chill inside of your igloo and then just, you have a clear ceiling. That's super cool. Um, But they were sold out for the entire season. That's yeah. on my bucket list. One of the- I know. Yeah. It was, I, I also planned this like maybe two or three weeks before we actually left. So I was. Wow. On, yeah. Wow. That's impressive. So, yeah, it was, I mean, for what it was, it was real. like, it was great. Like definitely bucket list 
item. Like my mom mm-hmm. was, I asked my mom afterwards, I was like, what's your favorite trip that you and I have been on? Just like the two of us. And she goes, I think this one, because Aww. we saw the Northern Lights. Like we've been wanting, she, that's been on her bucket list for years. Yeah. So, yeah. And and that's now funny. that you've done it, I think I heard you say you would go back, but can just reconfirm, you think you want to go back and do this again? I think I'd want to go back to Fairbanks in like March, March. like I okay. was saying. So not, I wouldn't like prioritize Northern Lights. I mean, I w- obviously I would like to see them, but it would be more just to experience Alaska, mm-hmm. you know, not cold. Because <laughs> 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 it was, I mean, it was crazy. Like I was wearing, I don't know, like six or seven layers. Oh and these God. were like, I, okay, I did so much research on, like, gear, or not gear, but, you know, like, like clothing, what to wear, because had I worn, had either, my mom and I, had either of us worn what we had worn in Iceland, we would have been so much colder, Um, because in Iceland, we, I did, like, we didn't know anything, we're just like, oh, it's, you know, winter time, like, you know, it's just like yeah, what we wear to man there, with or there's something. There's a difference between cold and cold. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we definitely like invested in some some expensive base layers <laughs> and like down jackets. And it, like, luckily, there wasn't any wind chill except for the dog sledding. So it was just cold. Um, Were there like stores around to get clothes had you maybe not packed well? Yeah, I think I I didn't see any because I wasn't looking for them. But I did overhear that there's like a couple like mom and pop like sports or equipment type shops that will like outfit you out. And I think there's even um, like rental options too. Like you can like say you're visiting for five days or something like that. And like you could have them deliver your like jacket, pants, whatever, shoes, anything you need, like to your hotel. And then they'll like pick it up for you or something like that. Wow. Yeah. I think key critical though, are those hand warmers. Like mm-hmm. you pack more oh, yeah. than you think you need. <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> because we went through ours so fast. And then it's always like your fingers your fingertips and your toes that get yes, the coldest. I know. And then you, I don't know. I can't function when my toes are that cold. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Very cool. Wow. Wow. That covers it. Yep. Got the download. Yeah. So recommend again, the, the season for Northern Lights. And also it was nice because it was stateside. Like we didn't have to travel internationally or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, I think, I think Alaska is really the only place that you can see their Northern Lights for United States, which makes I sense because so, they're yeah. like that it's, it's North. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Alaska has lots to offer it in does. all seasons, just depending on what you want to do. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening to us and our Fairbanks, Alaska episode. We hope you learned some stuff, or if you know more stuff about Northern Life, let us know, because we only know so much. And um, let us know what you guys think. Contact us on our social media channels, where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. 
Also, if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older destination ones on Washington, D.C., London, and even Austin, Texas, just to name a few. Medicine Paris is a University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in. Hey, bye. Bye. Bye.